Hi, I'm Joe Ciarella Sweetman. This is a podcast for creatives, entrepreneurs, adventurers, and travelers. Living life in an exciting way, where remarkable women living off the beaten path share their stories of resilience, courage, and hope. Check it out on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen to your podcast. I believe you are the creator of your life. Don't you deserve to overcome your childhood trauma and take back control of your life? I know how painful it can be to feel disconnected from yourself, your friends, family, and the world. I would like to introduce you to the Illuminate Your Life membership. I help ambitious women dealing with childhood trauma and stressors to feel confidence in their own skin so that they can live life more fearlessly, with less anxiety, and move out of their comfort zone to embody the commitment of healing and love they've made to themselves. I do this by taking you through proven techniques and practices to connect with your body on a deeper level. Are you ready to feel connected to yourself and others? Feel compassion for yourself. Let go of self-judgment and start showing appreciation. Learn to deal with your anxiety and feel connected. You're in luck. In a couple months, I'll be launching the Eliminate Your Life membership. This tribe will have determined, motivated, passionate women who want to better their state of mind, learn how to deal with their past traumas, and see and evaluate how it shows up for them. No more fake it till you make it in this community. We will practice it until we embody it. Join the waitlist today at backrosecoaching.com slash illuminateyourlife By signing up today, you will get more information and a free audio centering practice to start connecting with your higher self today. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to the Back Rose Podcast, where we talk about living life fearlessly off the beaten path. Today on the show, we have Michelle Beer, and she goes by Mish. That's what all her friends call her. She is born and raised in Toronto, Canada. She loves to travel and talk about nutrition. So I'm so super excited to have her on the show today. Hi, Mish. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I am doing wonderful. I'm so happy to have you here. (laughs) I'm glad to be here. Yes, please tell us about yourself. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, what's to say? I'm 54. And, uh, well, I'll be actually be 55 in two weeks. Um, early birthday. Early birthday. Yeah. Um, I, this one doesn't count. The 2020 birthdays don't count. I've decided <laughs> <laughs> this is, we just get a mulligan on this year. Um, yeah, I, uh, like you said, grew up in Toronto, Canada, uh, have had many, many uh, career iterations, uh, which has uh, allowed me to travel, which is the, the subject, the topic here, uh, which I'm so grateful for. I, I, think, uh, I think travel just makes you the person that you are, if you allow it to. And uh, I feel badly for people that don't travel. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So what do you do for fun in Toronto, Canada? Oh, gosh. Um, I like to live like a tourist in my city, nice. <laughs> especially in the summer when everybody leaves. Um, of course, this year is, is the exception. But um, yeah, we have lots of we have an amazing uh, multicultural vibe in, in Toronto. And uh, the city is broken up by... Uh, 
by different nationalities. And because of that, we have amazing food festivals all summer. Uh, so I like to sort of check all of those out. And every so often, I like to just throw some stuff in a backpack and walk around my city like it was the first time I was here and, and maybe that. go see some things that uh, that I wouldn't normally go to. You know how when people come to your town, like that's that's when you go and see all the tourist attractions to show right. off the city. Uh, so I, I like to do that uh, every so often. I love that. Really, honestly, <clears throat> I was talking um, earlier in the show to someone about how when we go to travel, like we are tourists in other places, but we don't tend to do that in our own backyard. And 2020 has kind of forced us in a way to do that. I feel. Exactly. It's been like a giant staycation. Yes. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. Yeah. So it's, uh, and you, you just really appreciate that's the, the, the thing that I'm going to take away from, from this summer. One of the things is that I really, really appreciate, um, the small businesses, the little, like the places that I shop and, and like the little, like I have a butcher and, and the little fruit stands and all the little independent stores that give the city its flavor. Yeah. I'm not a big box store girl, you know? So I, through the entire thing have been still supporting my local tiny independent stores (laughs) throughout. I love that you brought that up because I think that is so much needed more now than ever before. Oh yeah. To support the local and support the mom and pop shops. Oh, for definitely. Definitely. And the little restaurants, you know, it was a way to sort of go around, you know, I'd walk around the neighborhood on my one day out a week (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, and see what restaurants had, uh, had started doing takeout. Uh, And it was like, I would sort of treat myself to not having to cook for that day, but also support that restaurant uh, just to, you know, to keep the doors open because when this is all over, I still want my neighborhood to be amazing and full of flavor and uniqueness, you know? Yes. I love that. That's wonderful. So when you travel, you talk a lot about food. So do you, (laughs) um, when you, when you travel, do you focus on the wellness and the nutrition side of it? Or do you kind of throw that out the window? Um, I think it's a bit of both. Uh, I, I believe in the 80, 20. So, you know, 80% of the time you're really, you know, concentrating on making sure that everything that you put in your system, it honors your system. And then 20% of the time you just enjoy it. But I think you can do both. Uh, I, I got to do I went to Italy last year for my birthday, took myself to Italy on a culinary tour. So the entire purpose of this trip was to eat from sunup to sundown for (laughs) like eight days. And so I gave myself permission before I left. It was like, just don't even think about it. Don't, don't like just whatever is offered to you, just eat it, just enjoy it. You know, like when you get up in the morning, just be in the moment and experience it. Who cares? Like if you come home with a little bit of a muffin top, whatever, you've got the rest of the year to work it off. <laughs> I love that. The, the irony of it is that I actually lost weight. <laughs> I, I ate my way across Italy for a week and lost weight because oh. I wasn't thinking about it because you're walking, you're walking all the time and you're not, yes. first of all, you're not eating crap. You're eating like the most amazing, exquisite, local, fresh ingredients. 
and you you're just eating you're not eating these massive North American portions. You're eating like just reasonable bites of things. And there's no additives and there's no, you're not grabbing a bag of chips or a chocolate bar. You're not nibbling all day because you're bored. Like you're just constantly on the move. And then every time we would stop, we would, we would eat some amazing local delicacy (laughs) and wash it down with a spritz. And, (laughs) uh, and yeah, so it was, and I just, I felt so good. And you're just drinking, you're drinking the water, which just comes out of these amazing pipes in the middle of the cities, this beautiful mountain water that you just fill up your own water bottle with. And, and you just, I've never felt healthier and I've never felt more in my own skin than I did for that week in Italy. Wow. That's yeah. such a great story and an amazing birthday that you will never forget. <laughs> never forget. That was my bucket list for uh, as long as I can remember. Yay, that's the best feeling. Checking off your bucket list item, nothing better. Yeah, and of course now I can't wait to get back. I just have to go back because it was so overwhelming and it meant so much to me. Um, But yeah, I want to go back now and, uh, you know, live there for a couple of weeks. Yes, that's the best part. Yeah, just immerse myself in the culture and immerse myself in the the neighborhood. And so I'm, I'm, my, my, uh, to do list over this year, because uh, now I'm planning for next summer, uh, is to uh, is to learn conversational Italian. Yes. <laughs> that will help. It'll make things a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, are you a solo traveler, or do you prefer to travel with a buddy, or both? Uh, it's it's a little bit of both. I did have a friend with me on this tour, um, because she actually worked for the tour company. So it worked out really well for both of us. Um, But yeah, I'm a solo traveler. I very much like, uh, and and I'm a solo traveler by car. Like if I can get somewhere by car or by train, I will do that over flying any day. Why? I, I love the solitude. Yes. I love the, like, uh, my, I turn my phone off. I get in the car. I've got a seat full of snacks. I've got all the music stations programmed in. Uh, and, yeah, I just go. And I just, I love that solitude. I love nobody can get in touch with me. I can have, like, I have conversations. I sing. I cry. I just have, like, these total moments the whole time. And so, like, the longer the trip, the better. And and you're, you're not distracted. You're not distracted by conversation about pedantic things. You're actually just taking it all in. And you're, you're seeing the scenery. You're seeing, like, just the beauty of what you're driving through. Um, and yeah, like I've discovered from driving, uh, where was I driving? I, I guess I was driving down to the Finger Lakes and, oh no, it wasn't when I was driving down to, um, to the Poconos and you, you drive through these like mountain ranges that you just don't realize exist. And it's the, the vistas are mind blowing and you just, you just, I, it takes your breath away. 
and I'm a, I'm a photographer as well. So a lot of the times I'm the one that like pulls over on the side of the road. Cause I just have to get that picture. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So normally on a road trip, I'm, I've never really done many road trips by myself. And so normal on a road trip, you're with somebody and you are talking and filling up with conversation and trying to make the time go by almost faster, it seems. But the way you explained it as traveling solo and in a car, you have that total moment to be present with yourself, to be totally immersed in whatever that it is you're doing. Yeah, it's really... uh... And even when I travel, like, yeah, I used to uh, travel, I used to be a performer. And so I used to tour uh, with companies around. And even on tour with with the groups, nobody else was really in the moment. Like, they were just doing the job. And I would get up every morning. When we were in Vancouver, we did a Vancouver tour for three weeks. And every new new town that we were in, I would get up first thing in the morning and take the tour van. And I would tell them the night before what I was going to do. And nobody ever joined me. And I would get up and I would just take it and go. And I had already like pre-Googled like the trails and the sites to see and, you know, don't miss this. And I, I would just explore. I climbed mountains. I went through rainforests and I just took a million pictures and then I would post them and everybody would go like, oh, I should have gone. <laughs> I'm like, yes, you should have. <laughs> like somebody paid us to be here. It's it's like a free vacation. Yes. Go and explore. Like we're so lucky. So many people never get to like get out of their suburb, let mm-hmm. alone drive across their country. And I've had the, the privilege of driving straight across Canada like wow. right up into the Yukon and it's our, our country is mind blowingly beautiful. <laughs> it's yes, like, you take your breath away. It. Oh yeah. It's, it, it makes you cry. Everything yeah. makes me cry, but it makes you cry. Um, the beauty, just the majestic beauty of it. And, oh, and wow. so many people just take it for granted. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah. I think it's, we're like, as humans, we kind of are programmed to be on kind of like autopilot. So like, you have to intentionally force yourself to be present. You have to be mindful about it. It isn't something that will just happen without you. Oh, for effort. sure. For sure. For sure. Like even when I, when I would, uh, I was working as a photographer, uh, if I had to go somewhere for work, I always tacked on two extra travel days. So the one day to get there so that I could do the leisurely drive. And then that one day at the end before I had to come home so that I could explore. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Cause it, like, it doesn't make sense otherwise. <laughs> like yes. why would we travel all that way and not do something? Not see it. Yeah. 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 See it and immerse yourself in it. So do you have any funny travel stories? Oh my gosh. Funny travel stories. Um, <laughs> or one that helped you grow or one that's just memorable to you other than the, your birthday one that was an epic trip of course oh gosh yeah I think well they all they all uh I find travel very healing mm-hmm. uh because I think especially because I travel solo a lot there's a lot of the stuff that you compartmentalize that you just push to the back because <laughs> you've got to get on with the, you know uh the daily life of Um, so when you travel and when you have those big aha moments, I think it releases something emotionally. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, I guess I don't know if I've got funny travel stories. I'm sure I do. Um, probably <laughs> not that I could share with anybody. Um, <laughs> but I think I worked on I, I worked on a cruise ship. Uh, I did cruise ships for a couple of years, but I remember the first the first one I did. It was it was a real growth uh, for me because nobody knew me. I would I could I literally walked on that ship. And nobody knew me from like the wall. So there was no preconceived ideas of who I was. Everybody I met there was meeting there for the first time. And so I was able to like, like I felt like I was able to sort of shed uh, like the albatross that I'd been carrying around of, you know, just those, all the stuff that you'd gone to up, up until that point. I guess I was about 25 at that point. Um, when we go through that sort of weird quarter life uh, moment crisis and yeah. So I was, I was able to, I don't know if reinvent is the right word, but um, just be authentic. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that is another joy of travel. Um, Again, uh, because I go by myself a lot, you you present your most authentic self because there's no preconception as to who you are. So you can kind of try on your authentic self without judgment, which yeah. is so amazing. Um, and I find it very cathartic. I cry a lot when I travel. <laughs> um, and I don't know why. I think it's just, it's just a weird release. Um, and then the time, I think it is just because you have the time to actually honor the emotions that you've been taking around with you. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it's, yeah, I, I guess every, every travel uh, experience is a growth experience. I th- I'm a bit of an empath. So I tend to uh, immerse myself into the culture there and I love it. I love meeting people from other cultures and I love experiencing their food and their music and their way of life. I don't want the creature comforts. I don't want, uh, Americanized accommodations <laughs> or Americanized uh, food. I want the real deal. Mm-hmm. So even when we worked on, when I was working on the ships, uh, we we had port time, um, like every week we were in the same port. And so a group of us, the very first part of our contract, we would find a taxi driver and say, listen, we're going to be here every week for the next six months. Cause the contracts are six months and we don't want to go to the tourist spots. Like we want to see your Island. We want to learn about your culture and your Island. So if you meet us, like if you're here every, I think it was Wednesday when we were in uh, St. Thomas, he's like, if you meet us here every Wednesday at breakfast, we'll pay for your breakfast. We will tip you like crazy and just take us on an adventure. Yes. And she did. She was amazing. We would call her when we got into port and she would order our breakfast. So it was all ready when we got off the, <laughs> off the ship. And she, we just, she just took us all around the island. And like, we met her family. We went to these little hidden coves. It was the most amazing thing. Yes. And uh, so every time I've heard of other friends or, or acquaintances that say, you know, oh, I'm going to work on a ship. I say, listen. <laughs> <laughs> do this trust me on this yes yeah that is a killer tip 
how was working on a ship? I have looked it up so many times when I wanted to travel, like when I started wanting to get out there. I was like, what is the best way to travel? What is the best way to get out of here? So I'd look it up, but I never pulled the trigger, so to speak. I never did it just because you hear mixed messages about working on a ship. It's, it's, you either love it or you hate it. There's like, there's no in between. Um, it's really funny. I, you know, I loved it. I took to it right away. Um, but we had people that would come on and they would, they'd be at the gangplank the following week with their bags, like, nope, I'm out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it's a bit of an escape. I, I think, uh, I remember I had a therapist once say to me, um, like everybody that he's met, because he went, he goes on cruises all the time. And he said, everybody I met was escaping something. Like it was getting away from something in their life. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, I guess that's, it's kind <laughs> of it. Uh, that goes into that whole reinventing yourself. Um, but it's, it's, I, I always say, if, if you're thinking of going uh, to an island for a week, if you're like an all-inclusive or something, the worst thing that can happen, and I've had the worst, is you get to the resort and it's awful and you hate it and you're stuck there for a week. It, like, cause you're doing the charter flight in the charter flight out and you're done. And so if you do the cruises, it's a great way to sample. <laughs> it's, it's like an appetizer uh, trip. So you can, you can actually do a little research in advance of the resorts that you're thinking of staying at. And so when you go into port, instead of going and buying stupid souvenirs, you take the shuttle to the resort that you were thinking of staying at for a week and you check it out. And usually, you know, as soon as you get there, whether you would have liked it or not. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it was, it's, I loved it. I loved that. I'm a, I'm, I'm a bit of an introvert, which is ironic that I was in show business and working on cruise ships. Uh, but you're, you'd be amazed at how much you can stay away from people on the ships. <laughs> um, but I, I love solitude. And so there's, there are times, especially on the run that I did, we only did three stops. So we had two or three full sea days, um, which was amazing. And I used to go up at night while everybody else was in, you know, going for dinner, going to, you know, do whatever. I'd be up on the, on the deck and I would just sit there on a deck chair and just look at the stars, yeah. <laughs> listen to music and just chill. And it was amazing. Being out at sea, looking up at the stars, there is nothing like it. You're, oh. There's nothing like it. Nothing. And I was lucky because I got to, I got to know a lot of the officers very well. And uh, at one point on the cruise, uh, I was offered the opportunity to go to the very front of the ship in front of the, um, oh, the name is escaping me right now where they drive the ship mm-hmm. I don't know <laughs> yeah I know it'll come to me in a, in a second um but so zero light like there's absolutely zero light in like right at the very front of the ship so it's it's like being in space like you mm-hmm. can't even describe it it's like even it, it looks fake <laughs> it's so amazing like just billions of stars and the milky way and just it was, yeah, amazing. I, I never knew how to put it because I was on a sailboat in the middle of San Blas in Panama. And it was, we were on the 
the ship. And so you could, they didn't have lights or anything. So there was no light and it felt like you're in space. Yeah. I didn't know how to articulate it, but it really, that's, <laughs> the, that's the feeling. It's just total darkness. Yeah. Yeah, very much. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, I think, I think you can always make, you can be as inclusive or exclusive, exclusive as you want anytime you travel. Like yes. even, even on a, like on my, on my tour, there were 13 of us. We were traveling as a little group the whole, the whole time, but I always set my alarm about an hour before anybody else got up and went out and just took in the light, you know, and, and, and the, and the silence. And, you know, when you're staying on a, on a farm in Tuscany and you get to watch the sunrise over those crazy Italian trees and you're just like, if this is not real. Yeah. <laughs> Talk a little bit about self-development and working while you travel. And are you one of those that works when you travel like in the morning and then play in the afternoon? Or are you one of those that breaks it up? Um, I, I, I guess it depends. It depends on the time zone <laughs> yes. and, uh, and what I'm doing. Uh, if I'm, if I'm there to work, uh, then the, the schedule usually dictates, uh, when I have my free time, uh, this past, uh, September when I went to Italy, um, it worked out amazing for me because I could, because of the time difference, I could get up, I wake up in the morning, everybody was still sleeping. <laughs> so I could answer everything from the day before and get ahead of, uh, my my job, what I needed to do, then go off and do the tours and eat and blah blah blah, and come back. And we had we usually had about an hour, uh, an hour to two between our day advance and then our dinner. So during that time, that's when I would catch up on work because everybody was awake now. It was it was our dinner time in Italy was like lunchtime here, okay. and uh, so yeah, so I was able to get on the. Uh, get in the groups and answer questions live and nobody was any the wiser that I wasn't in the country, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> which was nice. Some people knew, but, uh, uh, I mostly, uh, aside from this, I didn't tell anybody I was going to Italy. Not one person. We'll get back to that. Um, but yeah, so I, I work, uh, I was able to work and anytime we were, we were, uh, traveling, by train from one spot to another. Uh, a lot of the times we were in tunnels, so there wasn't really much to see. So I would just pull out the laptop and uh, get my work done. And, and by the time we got to where I was going, everything was away and off I'd go. But I'm one of those people that it's a very, it's a control thing too, where I knew there was no way I was going to relax for the eight days that I was away if I didn't do some work yes. while, I was, while I was away. Yeah, that's why I brought it up because that is, I mean, people think that if you are traveling, you can't work. And I think it's a mindset shift that you have to make. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, like it was, I was way more comfortable knowing that I was on top of things work-wise. I was able to relax. Had I not brought my laptop with me and done that little bit of work, I would have been constantly in like my little downtime going, ugh. I wish I could have been able to do this. I wonder what's going on. I, I wonder if so-and-so is taking care of this. Like, you know, and, and yeah. that I, I would not have enjoyed my vacation. Yes. So it was, uh, and it was a good test for me too, to see that I could work. I could get everything I needed to get done in a day 
done in like these amazing little pockets and still enjoy Italy. And I was like, well, so I could really literally live over there for like a month. <laughs> You're like, I could do this. And totally work and still have this amazing life in Italy. Yes. It will be perfect. So yeah, that was that was that was the big aha moment when I was there. As I was leaving, I was like, I could totally come back and do this. Like I could live remotely and and still work. This gives all of us hope. I love that. <laughs> You were saying you just got to find those little pockets and like when you're traveling, when you're going from place to place, it seems like that's a good time to do it. You were saying when everybody else is eating or doing something, you just find those little moments and you just get what you need to get done. Well, and I mean, I don't know, I don't know how it is with other people, but you know, like we have to get to the airport so early (laughs) to fly, to fly anywhere internationally. And, uh, and then on top of that, I'm a Virgo. So I always tack like an extra hour because I would rather be there way early in case anything happens and something gets switched um, because I just hate that last minute rush. You know, I just, that's just not who I am. So I just, I always, I always plan to be at the airport at least three hours before I'm leaving. And I, I use that as work time because they've got all these amazing little spots you can work now. Yep, that's one way to do it. I need to get on that train of get there one hour earlier than the hour earlier. (laughs) Because then Vancouver was where I missed my flight to Indonesia. (gasps) Oh, no! (laughs) So you said you didn't tell anybody about your big birthday trip that you took. I didn't. go over. It Everybody was really happy for me, but it it was really funny. I told, well, obviously the one girl who was going with me knew, uh, but even she didn't tell anybody. We kind of had this weird little pact with each other that we weren't going to say anything. It was just that there's, there's a quote and I'm going to misquote it because I I don't have it in front of me. Um, But it's, it's something like what people don't know, they can't ruin. Mm. And I didn't want, like, this was my, This was my trip. This was my bucket list moment. I didn't want any advice. I didn't want any, I didn't want any negative experiences. Like I didn't want anybody saying, oh yeah, I did that trip and blah, blah, blah. I didn't want anything. Like I just, and it was just like, until I was on that plane and headed to Italy, it it wasn't happening yet. (laughs) You know, it was like until, so it was, it wasn't until I landed I posted, I posted a video on the, from the Rialto bridge in Venice. (laughs) And I was just like, I went to bed last night. I'm going to cry. And it was just like, it was just a dream. And I woke up this morning in my dream. Hmm. Like I'm in Venice. (laughs) Best feeling ever. Oh, yeah. It was, it was a year ago and I'm still so emotional over it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even tell, I couldn't even talk about it for probably about a month or two when I got home. Just, I just, I just wanted to hold it so close, like just in my heart. <laughs> it was like, yeah. it, it was my experience and I just didn't want to share it with anybody. And obviously I couldn't, I mean, if a year later, I'm still crying about it. So like a month out of it, forget it. <laughs> it's just like, I was just a blubbering fool. Yes, dreams come true. Yeah, 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 definitely. And so a lot of people don't travel because of the fear of the unknown, not knowing what's on the other side. What would you say to that person? 
there just we have such a crazy amount of information available to us now. There's no such thing as the unknown. Really, like when it comes to travel, I prepare in advance for anything, even if it's just like a quick weekend away. I I Google everything in the area of my hotel. I will pre-book restaurants in advance. <laughs> you know, it's like there are so many things you can do and research in advance that so you don't get caught out. And then you can just because you get all the nitty gritty, the little the details taken care of in advance, then you can just go and experience it. Yes. So oh. I just say like do it. Gosh, just do it. Just do it. I love just that you said it. there is no unknown now with travel. There isn't. There isn't. You can Google anything. You and like a thousand pictures come up of that one spot. Yes. You know, and and you know, it's like, and then like everybody's reviews and blah 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 blah. So if you want to, you can really deep dive and get to know everything about it. Yeah. Um, I think that's why certain parts of the Italy trip. Uh, were so overwhelming to me because we had one surprise stop on the on the tour that wasn't planned. Uh, we did a little side trip to Florence. So I had already, like I had looked into Venice and Bologna and Tuscany. And so I knew everything about those places where we were going. And But I didn't look into Florence because it wasn't on the tour. So <laughs> when we got to go to Florence for three hours, which was like, the three most epic hours of my life. Mm -hmm. I was just, it was just wall to wall overwhelm and beauty. And oh my God, that's the David and that's the Duomo and what? Like, what? <laughs> and so there, it's like, don't fear that. Yeah. Like, that was amazing. That was probably like the most, one of the most epic parts of my trip was like something I completely was not planned for. I was not prepared for. So yeah, it's uh, just be open to it. Gosh, fear holds us back from so many things. Yes. Travel shouldn't be one of them. <laughs> I think, yeah, you learn who you really are. I think when you put yourself out there, whether you're on tour, whether you're alone, um, either way, you learn about yourself. In the oh, for sure. Incredible way. You learn what you're, what you're willing to accept. You, you learn what, like, just, what triggers you, what, uh, what fills your soul? Mm -hmm. Like, it's like what lights you up? Um, and then, then afterwards you're forever changed. Like you're forever changed by that. Like now I go to, we have Italy in Toronto and uh, like, I go there just to be around all the things that I saw in Italy. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> I, I, I can't even imagine eating like, you know, a North American brand of pasta now. Like, no, I'm forever changed. Yes. You know, I, I will make my own pasta. I will, you know, I will, I will get the best of everything. I like, I didn't think twice about the ridiculous amount of money I spent on the balsamic vinegar to bring <laughs> back from Italy. Um, you know, I stood in a room with $5 million worth of Parmesan cheese. Wow. <laughs> That changes you. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't just do it in the moment either. Like you said, your trip was a year ago and it still lights you up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like, I can remember, like, I can tell you exactly the meal that I ate in Vancouver in 1995 on Robson Street. 
uh, you know, it's uh, we went to Chin Chin and I had butternut squash ravioli and it was in this creme fraiche sauce with uh, fried sage and roasted red pepper. And it was the, the pasta was so thin and the, the butternut squash was perfectly seasoned. And there were like five little raviolis on this plate. Yum. And I've never had it again, but I can remember. It. And that was 1995. How do you remember that? Because <laughs> I remember, I remember the places like when I travel. Food is a huge part of that. Like even when I was traveling, shooting motorsports, um, like yeah, we're at the track all day and working. And but the things that I remember about, like we went to Baltimore. We did three three years going to Baltimore, and probably some of the best meals I've ever had uh, were in Baltimore. And we would plan. It's like we would. Are we going to go to the race again this year? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, we got to go back to that restaurant. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, it was just like yeah. So it's it's always you know. I remember the Cuban sandwich and cafe coleche that was like bought from this like little you know old lady in a hole in the wall in Miami. <laughs> you know? Pictures of this to remember it? Or no, just- it's just all in my brain. Wow. That is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> and that comes, that's, that's from an early age. Like my dad was the foodie and, and I was the navigator. Like, you know, like my earliest childhood memories are of us driving, going up North for, for the weekend. And I was always in the passenger seat and I learned to navigate, not by looking at maps. And that was, that's probably where I get my, uh, my solo travel and take it all in experience from is because he would never let me look at the map. He'd say, just look up, just do the landmarks. So I know how to get everywhere by like turning at the red house. And then you go up and then you'll see like a line of trees, (laughs) you know? And so that was our thing. And then when we, on, on the way, we would stop at these little roadside stands and, you know, or these little diners and we would eat. So I remember like eating cheese curds out of a milkshake cup uh, and dipping it in seafood sauce <laughs> you know, when I was like seven in the, in the, in the truck on the way to the campground. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> I can also recreate, I can taste something and I can recreate it, which wow. is a weird, a weird thing as well. That is a really awesome thing because sometimes you eat something that's so phenomenal and you're like, if only I could make this. <laughs> yeah, I, well, that's how I kind of learned to cook was just by getting an idea of what, what flavor I wanted. I was like, mm, I kind of want this. And then I would go, I would set about trying to create that flavor. Yeah, that's one way to do it. Somehow it always works. So Yeah, that is one way to do it because then you kind of always know what kind of sounds good because sometimes it's so hard to figure out what sounds good. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so do you have a yoga practice or a way to get into alignment with yourself on the road at home? No, that's so funny. And, and my boss is always on me to, uh, to learn to meditate because I have a bit of a monkey brain, which is probably why I, I really enjoy that solo driving because it's the only time where my brain can kind of get a little quiet. Because I'm not trying to multitask. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I, I guess I just find my, I guess my meditation would be just getting outside. 
Like I just appreciate, we set up a little, uh, backyard patio. Um, we, there's, we, I live in a, in a small low rise building and we don't have any yard. We don't have anything. It's like behind us is like the, the garages for the cars, but we have one sort of parking spot that's not being used. So we got ourselves because we were in lockdown and we couldn't go anywhere. We, we just got ourselves like a secondhand table and chairs and an umbrella. And we put up like twinkle lights and (laughs) candles. And so that's our little backyard oasis. And it's like so cheesy, but it made all the difference in the world. Like it just was the best thing ever. So yeah, for me, it's, uh, for me, it's water. I go down to the water if uh if if i need to sort of just quiet my brain mm-hmm. i just love to sit by the water and that might be i think that might be a a virgo thing as well um but yeah i just i love to sit on a dock or sit you know on the jetty by the water um or even by like a stream i'm i'm really lucky in toronto we have lots of uh natural areas to go to and i'm right around the corner from from many of them. Yeah, that is lucky. So, yeah, and I run. So running is kind of my meditation. Yeah, that too would be a meditation for sure. There's something yeah. about there's something about like when you're working out that your brain has a tendency to not run. Yeah, yeah. Or you just solve the problems of the world. Like I have the most amazing aha moments or conversations uh, when I'm running. Uh, it's the same with when you're in the shower and of course you can't so you do multitask (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, I guess I do in a little in in a way um but I guess I guess it that's my time to not be just like in front of the tv or something Mm -hmm. oh yes and I and a lot of the times I find that now uh just because there's so much noise and because we have been on the computer so much and in front of the tv so much because there's really been nothing else to do that when I do get a chance to go out and go for a run or go sit by the water, it's just in silence. Mm-hmm. Like I don't listen to music that much anymore uh, when I'm out running. I used to always have like a, a running and now I just sort of listen to my voice mm-hmm. and listen to my breathing. So. Yes, that is, that puts you in a meditative state for sure. <laughs> but yeah, there's no, there's no cross-legged sitting on a pillow <laughs> meditation. Take on so many different forms. It, like I love that you were talking about getting near the water, running, being outside. I mean, it's just anything that just gets you out of the the where your thinking brain is just constantly, constantly going, and you're feeling stressed, and you're feeling overwhelmed. It's taking that moment for yourself, you know. Well, cooking is that for me. Oh, where, uh, like a lot of people find it very stressful <laughs> to be in a kitchen, and I just I will pour myself a glass of wine, put on some classical music, and then just be right in the moment of cooking. I love the like, I don't have any, I don't have a food processor. Like I don't have any of those like fancy machines. It's just all my hand, a good knife and whatever I'm cutting. And uh, yeah, I just, I love that really slows me down. That's my total stress reliever yeah. is to just sit and create something. Yeah. So big, big foodie. Is that how you got into nutrition was because you've always been mesmerized by food? Uh, well, I can, I mean, I kind of got into it in the, in a weird roundabout way. Um, yeah, growing up, I was, it was all about the food. My 
my maternal grandmother was an amazing cook and my father was an amazing cook. So I was always in the kitchen and always cooking and always sort of learning. Um, and then of course, ironically, <clears throat> when you're a performer, uh, the emphasis is on not eating and <laughs> constantly dieting. And, uh, so I struggled a little bit with eating disorders, uh, when I was sort of between 20 and like 35. And, but when you, when you do that, you actually learn more about nutrition than most humans. <laughs> like, cause you just deep dive into it. You know what everything weighs, you know, the calories of everything, you know, the nutritional value of everything. Um, so I kind of got into it that way. And then once I was recovered, um, I always say I'm in remission. Um, I just really learned to appreciate food again for what it is, which is just food. Yes. <laughs> it's, just, it's just nutrition. It's just food. It's not good or bad. It's just something that fuels you. And if you're lucky, it brings you great joy, yes. you know? So, uh, yeah. So I just concentrate on making sure that everything that I eat, uh, brings me joy. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> Even like the most simple little snack, you know. Yeah, I love that. That you said it's kind of like your meditation, your way to just escape is getting in the kitchen and cooking. And I love that you also brought up that you had a little bit of eating disorder and you were able to overcome that. And congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, because I know that probably wasn't easy. No, it was, you know, it was, uh, and it's, it kind of, it, it came with the job. It was the, the eighties. So, um, it was, it was very much in vogue then. Um, now they wouldn't get away with half the things that, uh, some of the producers put me through, but, um, yeah. but yeah, it like the more you, the more you come into your own, the more you become your authentic self, all of that falls away. Yes. You know, like I am not a number on a scale. I am not a pant size. <laughs> You know, like nobody cared what size I was wearing while I was in Italy having the time of my life, mm -hmm. you know, and you pray love every time you bring up eating your way through Italy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that was the funniest thing, too, because like for for one of the very first times, I really didn't think about what I looked like. Like I never, I didn't have that like, oh, I don't have the right outfit for this. And oh, this just doesn't fit. Like I just didn't, I got up every day, threw on whatever was in my suitcase for that day and went. It was just like, I, I was so like outside of myself and outside of my brain, uh, just be in the moment, mm -hmm. you know? So it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a real eye opening experience. I think that's why I kind of held it so close to me yeah. uh, for the longest time when I got back. Cause I was still really digesting how it transformed me. That's amazing. Are you still <laughs> able to live in that kind of way in your everyday life of outside of yourself in the present moment? It's funny. Cause I, 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 about a month after I got home, I, I remember posting, I feel like I'm losing the person I became. Mm -hmm. And, but then it was like, because I said it out loud, I became aware of it. So yes. that it became like every time I feel like I'm losing her, <laughs> which is me, uh, <laughs> I, I center myself again. 
mm-hmm. and and I find a way to to bring that back. Like, what was it? Like, what was it about that that time, that experience, that place? You know, that where you really were yourself, and it's and it was just getting out of your head. Like, get out of your own way. <laughs> just yeah. enjoy it. Just, just live your life and go. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes, I love that you said by saying it out loud that you are able to be aware of it and find a way to bring it back, find a way to center yourself. And I love that. I think a lot of, a lot of times we're so afraid to acknowledge uh, the icky feelings, the sadness, the anger, the frustration. We tamp it down because it's just, you know, it's not polite. It's not, you know, whatever. I think it's more as women too. We're just mm-hmm. like, you know silence yourself you just hold it all in um i don't like to rock the boat um but yeah i think when you just honor that and i think a lot of us have had to have had to we've been forced to in the last whatever six months seven months uh, eight months now i guess um just sit in our own feelings Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and acknowledge it and i i remember for a while there i was just like i thought oh this would be a good time to just journal to just journal and write it all out. And then I would sit down and I was like, oh, like the more I wrote, the more I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to remember these feelings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that I went to, I, I discovered that I didn't even want to watch new movies or read a book. I just had like, again, that monkey brain where my concentration levels were done. And uh, so I got, I just started watching old movies and that there is something to it. I read an article a couple months later that said that it was that was like comfort food for our brains. Like our brains couldn't wrap ourselves around what was happening because there was no ending. There's mm-hmm. no conclusion to what's going on. It we're still we still don't know what the ending or the outcome of this is. So when we go back to a movie that we've already watched or a book we've already read, we know the ending. Yes. We know it we know the conclusion of it. Good, bad, indifferent, we know. So there's a comfort to it. Yes. And we can just sit and get lost in it because there's no surprises. Nothing's going to jump out at us. Nothing's going to, you know, t- twist or turn or throw us off. And uh so yeah, it was really interesting. I was like, "Oh, okay." Yes. That <laughs> That's why I'm watching sense. all of these. Yeah. Yeah. So For now truly unknown for sure it's one of the biggest unknowns that we've had in our I mean I mean in my lifetime (laughs) oh for sure for sure so now I'm just starting to get to um where I where I I want I want to journal I want to write down because I had so many thoughts and so many like moments uh, that are still floating around in there I just didn't, I just didn't say them or write them out. So, uh, so yeah, I sort of gave myself a little, you know, writing date uh, once a week where I can just sit down and, and think back and, you know, those little moments where I went, oh, that's an interesting. So I'll probably write about what I just talked about was, you know, why I was watching all these old movies. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's, uh, yeah, just sort of getting back to some sense of normal. Mm-hmm. Um even if it's like abnormal, normal, you know, the new normal, whatever that is. Um, like I didn't change my routine at all. Uh, even though we were on lockdown, I still, I still went and shopped at my same shops that I always do. I didn't order things in online. Um, I still like once a week went out and did my shopping. And so that was my one normal day. 
where it was just like, and it was really abnormal because I couldn't actually go in the shops. I had to stand outside and just kind of point to things. Um, But it was still my people. It was still like the people that I knew. Um, I just remember like the first day I was able to go back to a Starbucks, which is like so silly. (laughs) So first word problems. Um, But it gave me such joy. I came out of that store. They handed me my coffee that I hadn't had in like three months. And you know, with my toffee nut syrup and, you know, and I did a little happy dance outside of the store. And (laughs) this woman was walking towards me. She's like, you go girl, you enjoy that coffee. (laughs) 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 And it was just like, yeah, it was just, I just really learned to appreciate the little things, Yes, you know, just really, really appreciate them. That's it, especially in this moment. We have to define for yourself what normal is going to look like, what routine is going to look like. You have to do it for yourself because nobody else is going to do it for you. Exactly. Adapt. You just have to adapt and roll with it. And, you know, I think the people that are the most stuck right now are the ones that want it to go back to the way it was. Yeah. It's never going to go back to the way it was. Yeah. Like, that's, that's gone. The way it was is gone. So now you just have to figure out how to find the feeling. And I guess that's when it goes back to my Italy moments. It's you have to find a way to find that feeling that brought you such the joy that lit up your soul without, you know, getting on a plane and going to Italy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, so like whatever that looks like to you, just make it happen, mm-hmm. you know, and, and create the new normal and make it one that, that you can live with. Yes. You know, don't let anybody else create your new normal. Exactly. Yep, that's what it has to be. It has to be doing it for yourself and really digging deep and figuring out what does that mean for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This conversation has been such a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) It was fun. I could talk about travel all day long. Tuscany is one of those that it's like high up my bucket list. Tuscany Do it. They are on the top, top of my bucket list. That was going to be our 10-year anniversary trip this year with me and my husband. But we're in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so that is going to have to be next year, hopefully. Do it. do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yes. It's, uh, awesome. yeah. And, yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it, 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 it is worth it. It, Venice will just uh, it'll it'll blow your mind. It'll it's it's so surreal. Um, yeah, the whole the whole country is just amazing. Travel is one of those things you just can't regret. Like you don't look back on a trip that you've taken and been like, oh my gosh, I regret taking that trip. It's one of those things that just uplifts you. The more you think about it, the more you replay those moments. Like you were saying, it just the more life giving it is. Oh my after. gosh, yeah. So, and yeah. and just and even like the little like it's I always you know keep in mind it's not about the destination it's the journey it's the journey it's the journey because all the little things that get you to the destination those are the little things that will change you as well like the yeah. conversation you have with the stranger sitting beside you on the plane for eight hours yeah. uh, you know the 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 vendor at uh, you know like the first vendor that you meet uh, you know the, the roadside stand. I've had experiences where I was driving, you know, of course, being in Canada, you get like crazy winter storms. And uh, my dad always taught me, like, if I ever got in trouble on the highway to uh, find a trucker, 
and follow the trucker because they do this all day, every day in every weather. And so if he changes lanes, you change lanes, <laughs> you know, like just follow him, follow him safely, but follow him. Yes. And so I was doing that one day in this crazy storm and, uh, you know, I just made sure that I was always in his mirror so he could always see me behind him. And he pulled off uh, into the, uh, truck stop and so I pulled off into the truck stop and he waited for me to get out of the car and he said okay so who are you <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you you were behind me for like the last hour and a half and uh so he you know he took me in bought me coffee we sat and talked for a while and uh made a friend. yeah made a friend and then he said he's all right so you're ready to go I was like yeah he's like okay so I'm gonna watch for you he said we're good for about another hour it's going to be messy and then outside of that we're fine he said uh, you know he made sure he goes now don't follow me because you're going to toronto and i'm going down to <laughs> niagara so when i turn off don't follow me uh he said but by then we'll be out of the weather and uh yeah so it was it's, it's those little experiences that uh you know just i think we live in so much fear right now that it's uh i think you just have to trust your gut and trust that there are good people out there there's and so uh, yeah there's so much there's so much good in the world and so much joy in the world and mm -hmm. and it's so easy to get mired down by all the horrible things that are happening um but don't let that stop you like don't let that stop you just do it even like i've already planned in the fall uh just to do it, like I'm. I'm going to take a train. I'm going to take the train to Montreal. Get off in Montreal. Have a meal. Get back on the train and come back to Toronto. It's going to be my little road trip for myself. And, and yeah, just just to say that I've gone somewhere this year. Yes, and you know, and get away. Uh, just get away. Just do a little trip. I might stay overnight, but uh, but yeah, we'll see. But it's just going to be. It's just going to be my little my little journey, my little secret journey. <laughs> on the train. <laughs> I'll go yeah. first class, you know. And you have so. to do those for yourself. It just yeah. it just makes everything feel so good and so new. Just doing something like that. Yeah, exactly. So where can our guests and our listeners connect with you further and see your epic pictures of your <sighs> journeys? Uh I guess probably the best place uh is is uh Instagram. And uh, it's at Mish Beer. <laughs> I kept it simple. <laughs> Perfect. And we'll put that also in the show notes so that people can. Yeah. So, and it's just like, you know, it's just me. I, I've got a bit of a sailor vocabulary. So there's, there might be some swearing. Um, and yeah, I, I have an interesting sense of humor some days, but uh, there's lots of food pictures and uh yeah, lots of funny. I try to keep it funny and 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 food. <laughs> and food. Those are pretty great, amazing things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, you know, the one end one year anniversary of Italy's coming up, so there'll probably be a few uh a few travel pics from Italy yeah, uh, to reminisce. Yep, you have to reminisce. It's a must. That's my For sure. thing is those memories of travel that pops up. It's like almost you relive it all over again. My favorite thing now is is in movies it's when a movie takes place where somewhere i've been you know or even a show i watch <laughs> i watch the italian network now non-stop and so there's lots of culinary shows and travel shows and uh and it's like i was there like i, I stood know. right there <laughs> you know i know what it feels like i know what it smells like it's amazing 
Yep. That is a, a joy of mine too whenever I'm watching a movie and I'm like, oh my God, I was there. <laughs> get so excited. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, that's, that's so like our joy that we feel, it makes me so sad when I hear that people have never traveled. They've yeah. never been on a plane. They've never even gone like on a road trip out of the country. Mm-hmm. Like leave your country. <laughs> I've had full blown relationships. Or, or- full poem conversations with people that have said they have no desire to leave. Because <gasps> I'm a cosmetologist in my day, li- uh, my day job. And I hear lots of stories and a lot of conversations I have. And I just blows me away when I, people say that. Cause it's like, you're missing out on so much. <laughs> so much. I think you just, you, you, you become a better person mm-hmm. when you travel yes. because you learn you just learn to be uh, empathetic mm-hmm. and, and put other, yeah, just like, yeah, open-minded and, and you just, yeah, it's, uh, I think so many people just walk around with blinders on that this, their, their way of life is the only way of life. Yeah. And I think you come back just like, oh. Yeah, you just are open. But you're more open to new experiences and, and you just, you learn so much about yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happens when you come back from any trip. Um, you just, you learn so much about yourself uh, in good ways and in bad ways. Yes. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, that just the thought of not, like I cannot even think of a year when I have not traveled, mm-hmm. even if it's just for a weekend. Yeah, you know, I definitely always pack something in. Yep, even if it's just a short little getaway, it's just worth it to just get away. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay, well, do you have any last comments or something on your heart you would like to say to our listeners? Oh, don't be the. Are we there yet, kid? <laughs> Like I was never the, are we there yet? Cause I've always been about the journey and the, you know, instead of the destination. Mm-hmm. And so I think I've always uh, carried that with me. Like to this day, I'm just never the, are we there yet? It's like, how can I make this trip? Like, how can I make this the most fulfilling eight hours mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of, question. Oh my God, it's going to take us eight hours to get there. Yes. Yeah. And it's yeah. so easy to be that person. Oh, oh it's my God. so easy. Eight hours. <laughs> yeah. I love that. How, how can you make it more fulfilling? Yeah. Just like look up, look up, look out the window, take it all in. Like just like don't look at the clock, hide the clock. Yeah. Just, put a piece of tape over it. <laughs> yeah. You'll get there when you get there. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the <laughs> ride. I love that. Thank you. Thank you for your wisdom and sharing oh. travel stories, especially because it was such a an epic travel story that you came <laughs> so close to your heart and feel so special that you shared it with us. Yeah, I think it was it was meant to be. It's like that one year anniversary is literally like three weeks from now. So it's uh, yeah, it was it was good to to talk about it and not cry. <laughs> <laughs> Crying is OK, too. Yeah, it was, it's always, it's tears of joy. There's no regret. You know, there's no regret. (laughs) Yes. Well, Mish, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for suggesting it. What a, what a lovely, uh, a lovely, different new experience. (laughs) 
Thank you for listening to the Back Rose Podcast. To learn more about your host, Josie Aurelis-Sweetman, join her on Instagram at Josie Aurelis for daily inspiration. Or come be a part of the conversation of empowerment and positivity on the Backroads Coaching Facebook group. If this podcast resonates and inspired you, hit the subscribe button, leave us a review, and share this with a friend. Here's the Backroads theme song by Mike Kramer. I hope you have a beautiful week, friends. I would love to hear what you thought of this episode. All my life I've been walking on the paved roads Staying in the sun and away from the shadows Living between the lines, following the path Everybody said was the only one to travel Keeping home in sight, afraid I otherwise might Get lost, go to pieces, and totally unravel Working hard to quiet a heart that's aching to be free And is always crying out to me Let's Saying, back, let's take the back road Let's see how things, let's go. See how things let's go. go Let's walk back, with the tin man The lion and the scarecrow Let's, the let's leave the city and move to the village let's take All the it takes is a little bit of faith and courage Let's take the back road